Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Hi, dummies. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to answer that, am I? No, don't do it. <laughs> I, uh, I've got a question for you all. Uh, and Ross, uh, this can include you too. Oh, by the way, thank you for uh, listening and joining us on News from the Krabby Coffee Shop. What keeps going no matter what? When everything is stopped, what keeps going? When all life on Earth is extinguished, every plant, animal, human, reptile, bug, organism, everything is stopped existing and living, what will continue? Some type of clock. Ross, you're so close. Time. I was going to say that. Or, or will it? Time isn't actually real. Time is psychologically real, but fundamentally, it's not real. Uh Uh Do you agree with any of that? Yeah. Mm, So time isn't linear, is what you're saying, in this dimension. In any dimension, Don, there's no difference between the past, the present, and the future. It's all happening at once. It, 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 relatively speaking, we can get into that. But first, uh, I want to do a quiz right now, Central Time Zone. You guys have clocks on your computers, I'm guessing. Tell mm-hmm. me uh-huh. tell me what time it is on your computer or your phone, whatever. 10.38 Central Time. 10.38. Same, same here. I've got a bunch of monitors, two clocks on the wall. 10:38. Now, what is that time based on? Uh, the sun. The sun, correct. Wow. Okay. John. Oh. <laughs> Are you keeping up, John? Well, isn't it just? It's a made-up concept, though. I mean, by it somebody. is. When the sun is at the height, but, uh, like if you had a sundial. Right, That's right, high and, that, noon. and that was the first clock. We'll get to that in a second, but I want to play a little quiz with you. Central uh, time zone, it, we all agree, from somewhere in Chicago to right around the Missouri River, if you're traveling 90, 94, it's a central time zone, right? And in the central time zone right now, it's still, oh, well, now it's 1039, but close enough. This morning in Minneapolis, I have the data right here. The sun came up, even though it was cloudy, at 617 Point thirty-eight a.m. Okay. Mm-hmm. In Fargo, the sun came up at six twenty-eight a.m. That's their problem. That's uh, that's eleven minutes after the sun yeah. came up. Was there a question in there? So how yeah, can it be if the sun comes up at different times? How can it be ten thirty-eight? in the entire time zone well and to freak you out even more (laughs) the length of the day in minneapolis today 13 hours 48 minutes but the length of the day in fargo 13 hours 55 minutes this is a fargo problem what the hell is well, going on? I mean, it's on. a guesstimation, well, right? Also, um, what, that would be a latitude because it's higher up on the sphere. Yeah. That way, you know, it's like, you know, like whenever you look at like a <laughs> circle and like if it's going around the top, it's going to come up sooner. But in the middle, it's going to be longer. 
I don't know how to describe it other than that. And I sounded really dumb. So. Latitude implies the coordinates, uh, the difference of a point north to south. Uh, longitude is uh, east to west. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I have been for a long time, and it's increasingly become a problem in the last month or so, fascinated with the concept of time and time being real and mm -hmm. time being a, a man-made thing. And this was one of the things in the uh, Einstein's rel uh, theory of relativ relativity. Um, length, width, height, all of these things need to be figured in, but also time is the fourth dimension. So time, the actual time depends on where you are. <laughs> Oh my God! You guys are so high right now. <laughs> Listen, he's coughing now. It's apparent. No, I'm uh, joking. The measurement of time began with the invention of sundials, like you said, ancient Egypt, sometime prior to 1500 BC. Uh, but the times that the Egyptian measured was not the same as today's clock. Um, and in my fascinating, I, I, I should have printed it out when I saw it. It was a couple of days ago. <laughs> They actually discovered remote tribes somewhere, I don't know, I, you know I'm going to guess South America or Africa, that had never had any contact with any other humans on Earth, and they had no concept of time whatsoever. They did not measure time. Mm -hmm. And uh, we always hear the Native Americans, um, you know, and of course we hear this in cowboy movies, so I don't know if it's true <laughs> or not, uh, but they're always making reference to um many moons from now or four moons from now or four sleeps or or stuff like that. So they didn't really um, measure time by the second minute hour. Dawn, you're smirking. I don't know. Many <laughs> sleeps is like, like it's four sleeps until, you know, it's like right on four sleeps is what yeah. you tell like your toddler. Right. Yeah. Right. If you go right. on a trip and they're staying well, like with it, grandma. Like I said, I don't know if it's true, but I watch a lot of cowboy movies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's uh, what they always reference to. Now, John, you've read these uh, Reacher Reacher books. Um, what's this? Jack term? Reacher. I, yeah, I, I read it. I read a couple. I, I haven't read. They all kind of hit me the same. So on the third one, I pretty much gave up. Yeah, every single one is the same. Um, yeah. But one of Reacher's deals is uh, he always knows what time it is, no matter where he is. He doesn't wear a, a wristwatch, doesn't yeah. have a, a phone or a clock or anything, but he always knows what time it is. And when I discovered this many years ago... <laughs> it's, I just think of Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. And how oh, arrogant oh, he is. No, you've got to think like, of the new... Yeah, I don't... I always know what time it is. Because Zenu told me. Think of the new one. The, yeah. the, there's a the new TV Reacher series. on yeah, there's a new uh, series out, Reacher okay. series, and he's so much better. The Tom okay, Cruise good. one. Yeah, the Tom Cruise thing <laughs> is unwatchable. And, and the guy is the guy's huge, just like the Reacher character in the so books. So it's he's... who he should have been. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, both exactly. my son and I love to play the Reacher game. We, we'll quiz each other on what time it is. Sometimes, I got to tell you, there's some days I can nail it right on the button. Last uh, weekend, I was out turkey hunting, and it had been you know, hours since I looked at my clock, and I guessed it was 10.05 a.m. It was 9.59 a.m. Yeah. So, Don't you uh, think some people are better at that than others? Because even my though, family yeah. has no concept of that, but me, I'm pretty good, like like you, you just said you were. Yeah, and, and it helps if you're outside a lot and you know where the sun is during certain times of the day, but then there's other days where you just got no shot. <laughs> 
Uh, and, and all of us, the four of us, all we do all day long, every day, is look at a clock. Is yeah, there, it's so true. Is there ever any, any time of day, dawn, uh, or week, maybe the weekend, where you don't look at the clock, where you're not completely focused on what time it is? No. Isn't that, that's the worst part about this job, is being so obsessed with what time it is. Because we have to go to commercial at a certain time. And yeah. so I'm always watching, you know, we break at certain times. And if they're over a minute, I'm like, we better say something good right now because this is over and Amy's going to yell at us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we've all, uh, we're all um, probably, I think, I, I could guess, we're all very proficient at back timing, um, which is something normal people don't have any concept about. We're like Jack Reacher. Uh, I, I didn't know what back timing was till I got in into radio, but say... You've got to, you have a, a solid out. You've got to be out at the top of the hour, zero, 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 right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you've got a piece of music that you want to bring up the last 30 seconds, but you only want the last 30 seconds of the song, but you have to start the song at its beginning, and the song is 3 minutes and 14 seconds. <laughs> we can actually do that math yeah. for some reason, uh -huh. and that's yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous yeah. that we know that. But if you tell me, what is your bill going to be at Target when you get up to the to, no way? I don't know. I'm like, I don't know, $63, $140. And... <laughs> My roommate can hit it within cents. Oh wow! I, and really? I'm like you. I'm like you. I'll be a hundred bucks off. Oh, I'm real, easily. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, how did that happen? <laughs> it's always yeah. it's always a surprise <laughs> at Fleet Farm. And sometimes I know ahead of time that it's going to be bad. And I'll tell them, don't say it out loud. Don't even <laughs> Just, tell I'll me. I'll run my card through. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and there's been times uh, I've I've had services people come out and help me out. And uh, I won't even let them tell me the, how much it costs. Just just send me a bill. I'll deal with it then. And then, you know, a week to a month down the road, you find out how much that cost you. And then you get outraged, of course. That's right. But that doesn't <laughs> stop, stop you from buying it again. Right. You just oh. complain about it. Right. Uh, anyway, I've been really, really, really way too obsessed with time and the concept of tell, time yeah. and time not being real and uh, time. Yeah. We're all a slave to the clock and the clock is fake. It's psychological. And why do we need this safety net of knowing what time it was? And then what would happen to society if we just all disregarded the clock? Think of, <laughs> think of the, the, the world would, would crumble. Seriously. Everything well, that happens yeah, in the world would. is based on the clock. Oh, yeah. you know what's so funny is that he tried to introduce this topic to me. I know. <laughs> a couple no. weeks ago, and I got mad at him because yeah. we had she forgotten. Did. I, she did. I did. I was irritated because we had forgotten that, well, we didn't realize that we were supposed to give away 15 tickets to this event. And we thought it was just five tickets per show. In the eight o'clock hour, our last hour on the Jason Alexis show, we go, Oh, we're supposed to give away 15 all shows. So we had to give away 10 tickets and the phone lines were screwed up. So I could oh, not answer God. one of Alexis. So we're talk I'm doing the dirt alert. I'm talking and she's doing calls, but then And here's I me. Here's me. Yep. <laughs> and he's not listening because he, you know, he he's just doing traffic. Yeah, so, so I he, don't hear what they're doing. I have I am no idea. Freaking I'm, out. Like I sit I'm, back Feed her up. We're just getting their names and phone numbers. We're like, we'll call you back about the details. Oh, my God. And we're doing this while we're broadcasting. So I would say a story, and then I would go, what do you think about that, Alexis? And then I would turn off my mic, and I'd answer the phone. I'd go, your name's Mary uh, Snowgrass, okay? What's your email? 
Okay. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, great. Thank you. And then I would come back on and go, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then she, I would talk for a while, and then she would get on the phone and do it. And we were, and then we were still doing it through the commercial break, and I had another dirt alert coming up after that, believe it or not. And Kenny goes, what do you think about time and space and relativity? I've been thinking a lot about space and time and whether or not it exists. I go, to be honest with you, Kenny, I am really busy right now. I'm sorry, but... She cut him off and uh, handed him to me. I go, I can't right now. This is... No. Oh, my God, but, that's And then so I felt true. super bad. I'm like, I yelled at oh, Kenny no. today. I went home, and I was, like, oh, crying God, in my no. soup. No, don't. No. Um, no, I, I actually agree with you. It's something we probably shouldn't talk about on, on News from the Krabby Coffee Shop because it's so <laughs> surreal and weird. But I use kind of – I've started to use this dumb show as my therapy. And now that I've talked about it and I can actually go back and listen to it and hear how stupid it sounds, I'll never talk about it again. And, and it's I not can, stupid. I can get on with my it life. It was just and, stupid because this. I was pressed for time yeah. and you were trying to tell me that time doesn't exist. Dawn, yeah. it's stupid. How many pages do I have? One, two, three, oh, oh. four, five, six what pages time is it? Uh, about time. We've killed 10 minutes of time on this topic. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's 10.50, just so you know. Uh, I we started given, at 38. I've never given this much thought to be truthful, but uh, I have a kid who you know, Kenny. And yeah. Ross, I think you've met him, too. Yes. And every now and then, when I talk about time, he'll get very angry and say, it's a man-made concept. What are you worried about? Oh, God. So that's the... I never thought... thought He's thought I'd never thought about time before that. <laughs> Go so. back. Strike that. Reverse it. Thought. Uh, Dylan's right, and I agree. And we're all a slave to the clock, whether we think we are or not. What I've been thinking about the most as you brought up this topic, this has run through my head a few times, Kenny. Somebody always, inevitably, when people ask what you do for a living, it always comes up, well, what hours do you work? What, yeah. if, what if you yeah. couldn't respond yeah. with time? What if it was, well, when do you go to work? Well, uh, typically I go it's up. It's dark the, out. Yeah, the birds start chirping. I I work from the morning bird chirp the to the uh, the <laughs> the honk of the car. <laughs> you know, like, how would you explain that if you didn't have time? Yeah. And yeah. then to make matters worse, a couple of weeks ago, and I really wish I would have saved the clipping. The Hubble telescope saw, uh, I don't know, the creation of uh, a galaxy or something. Yeah, I saw that. And it happened a billion years ago i'm just throwing a figure out and yeah. we're just seeing it now and so i started thinking about that wait it happened a billion years ago but it's taken that long to get to us so uh what's happening right now in that universe or that galaxy we won't know for another billion years and that whole thing just blew <laughs> look at don rolling her eyes no. <laughs> it's fine it's fine. No, it's not fine, Don. <laughs> the reason I'm bringing you'd be an awful therapist. Let me just you, my I would, Don, I would, if you were my therapist, I would tell you all my problems, and you'd be sitting there rolling your eyes. <laughs> I really listen. From being in radio so long, nobody saw my face before, so I could do anything I wanted with it. Right. And so I tell people, don't look at my face. I think I've talked about it on the show. Um, yeah. But yeah, that would be really bad. And now I'm on camera all the right, time, and I'm like really over exaggerate. I'm like a silent film actress. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. jeez. When I watch video back of me doing my radio job, I'm like, 
what the hell is going on with your face? Yeah, and, and we I always just... look frantic, by the way, too. Have you ever noticed that? We yeah. always look completely discombobulated. Yeah. Or blank. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That um, means we're not listening. And Ross, it's got to be you. It's either you or Reavers that always post these videos on YouTube, and then they show up on Twitter. And you always catch me when I'm not remembering that there's a camera in front front of me, so I'm you know, combing my beard or I'm looking at my phone. Uh, we had a guest on earlier this week. I actually called my mom no. during. Yeah, I called my mom while we were talking to the Did guest. Did you capture that? <laughs> you oh. know, and that's going to show up on Twitter. And it, this is just, it's no way to live your life. Yeah. Anyway, oh, gosh. I think we're done. I think uh, I think I can now put this time thing to bed. That was 14 minutes. Because it is bedtime for time. Uh, and what we mentioned Cowboys um, movies, and my, yeah, my only reference to uh, a lot of Native American stuff, many moons or many sleeps. John, you told me yesterday or the day before, yesterday, that yesterday. you have a list of the top how many... Ten, five. Yeah, there's thirteen on the list, and it's it's it was in Parade Magazine this past oh. weekend. Okay, uh, and the uh, woman <laughs> who wrote it. Magazine? Parade Magazine. Parade Magazine. Who reads yes. that anymore? Uh, well, I, I read it. You read it? Yeah. And you do? Not me. Do. Okay, Kenny. Not All right, me. it's fine. No, it's not fine. I mean, I just think of Reader's Digest, and you know, yes. what oh, size yikes. is it? Is it really big or really tiny? Boy. It's, uh, the magazine? It's a big... It's the same as always. Okay. Yeah, it, it's in the Sunday paper, right? It's 12 pages, maybe. Oh, my gosh. It's in the Sunday paper. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, and it, what is the list? Uh, it's uh, this uh, woman who I checked. She's a senior editor at Parade. Uh, she made a list just because there's a series coming up about Billy the Kid on Epics. And she said, for your viewing pleasure, here's uh, uh, some of the best cowboy movies ever made. So okay. it does. It has no basis except that she liked them. Apparently. Okay, we're going to go through this quick, and I have a feeling I'm sure. going to disagree with John. Don, do you watch a lot of cowboy movies? I do not, but I'm fine with um, reacting. All right, go ahead. Uh, the uh, and she in no particular order. The left-handed gun from 1958, starring Paul Newman as Billy the Kid. No, no. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, yeah, classic, The Searchers, 1956. Yeah. John Wayne, directed yes. by John Ford. Yep. Yeah. Anything movie. by John Ford, right. Go ahead. Uh, number three is the 2010 version of True Grit with Jeff Bridges. Oh, absolutely. Did you see that, Don? Mm, oh. um, with, uh, it has that singer Jeff, in it. Yeah. Uh, she's singer. really great. She, the kid, the girl. Oh, she's a singer? Oh, she's an amazing singer. Yeah. She killed it in that movie. Uh -huh. did, did she win an award for that? She should I think she did. Um, let me look it up. Go ahead. Yeah, she was the star of that movie, mm -hmm. easily. Uh, Cat Baloo from 1965. Yeah, comedy. Which, uh, oh, that was all right. It's a comedy, but it's yeah. it's a good... Lee Marvin is, is pretty, yeah. pretty good in Cat Baloo. Uh, and 19, Jane Fonda. I'm, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, not familiar with this one. Uh, Billy the Kid Returns, 1938, no. starting Roy Rogers. No, we're just right here and now. Anything about Billy the Kid is bad and wrong. Okay. They're I all think There's wrong. a couple more Billies here. Uh, 1992, Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood. That's oh, yeah, a very that's, good movie. That, that's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Young Guns. I, no. I'm recalling not liking that at all. With Charlie Sheen and his brother. Emilio Estevez. Uh, Emilio. Yeah. And, oh, oh, I do God. know that. I've seen that. Oh, no, that's yeah. awful. Oh, here here you go, Kenny. 1990, 
Dances with Wolves, your favorite actor, <laughs> your favorite actor, Kevin Costner. It took me, I'd say, 15 years uh, to watch that movie all the way through, and it was painful. It <laughs> does not age well, as they say. My God, he is, Kevin is so into Kevin, even uh, when he's acting. It's just, he's unwatchable as an actor. To I me. don't know how they got a curling iron way back then on the prairie. Thank because you. his hair is quaffed perfectly every time. All it's the like time. his mullet is quaffed. Why are they it's always sprayed. so clean? Oh. And their teeth so perfect. Drives me crazy. Yeah. Kevin in Yellowstone, Kenny, I'm sorry. Oh, God, I haven't watched one second of that. I can, uh, no, no. And then if you want Dirty, 1883, which is kind of a prequel to Yellowstone, yeah. filthy. The characters are filthy. And that's years. Faith Hill and Tim McGraw? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. that recorded, and I have yet to get into it. I would start you know, with that if I were going to watch these shows. I got to tell you, though. It's can, grim. Can I give you a little bit of a spoil? It's beyond grim. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Very I know. Grim. The few minutes I watched, it was like, oh, boy, do I I, I don't want to get this down. Oh, yeah. It's very grim. Well, well, never mind. I don't want to give it away. Uh, <laughs> number nine, Rio Bravo, 1959. John Wayne again, of course, and Dean Martin and okay. Nelson. And- John did two movies that were almost the same movie, yep. uh, one with Dean Martin, the other one with Robert Mitchum. Mm-hmm. Rio Bravo and what was the other one? Oh, uh, it'll come to me. Um, and I know the movie you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but what's his name was in it? Who um, James uh, Young? He was in uh, The Godfather. Uh, James Con. Yeah, James Con is in it. Yeah. Yeah. Con. <laughs> Sorry, that's for all the nerds out there. It's Kong. Kong. <laughs> Wrath of Kong. Uh, oh, also uh, Wrath of Kong. Uh, on this list, and and I don't really consider this a. a a Western? No Country for Old Men. No, the that's Cone not a Western. Film. No, yeah, she, I don't understand. Shouldn't be on the list. She cheated, I think. There, but uh, great movie nonetheless. Who is this broad? Exactly, <laughs> Megan O'Neill Melly is her name. Uh, Butch Cassidy, Megan. the Sundance Kid, nineteen sixty-nine. Okay. That's cool. You guys remember in that movie where they blew that um, bank card to smithereens? Yes. Yep. Three days after that actually happened in, in reality, in the 1800s, that mm-hmm. car rolled through the town I'm sitting in right now. They brought it wow. to St. Paul. Yeah, and really? it was big, big news. Yeah, it was big oh, news. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. That is cool. That yeah. is cool. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, 1966. I love that, especially the ending. One of the best endings of all mm-hmm. time, especially music-wise, too. Best yep. ending music ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know this one. This is brand new, apparently. Old Henry, 2021. Nope, not, never heard of it. Not familiar at all. I can't give you an opinion. And that's no. it? That's it. Oh, the best movie ever made about uh, the West or a Western or a cowboy is mm-hmm. called Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah, great movie. Sergio Leone, an mm-hmm. absolute masterpiece. Uh, the sets, the acting, the dialogue. Yep. Uh, the camera, everything about. Do they teach that in film school, Don? You should have. Uh, it, it, when you were in school, you should mm-hmm. have watched that twenty times. I it, was in screenwriting, so oh, screenwriting. I, we watched movies that were like perfect scripts, right. basically, and also TV series because I wrote, I did TV series. <laughs> oh, look, you have the DVD, John. I have the widescreen collection. Warner what Brothers is uh, the lead actor? What is her name? Um, Card- uh, the f- Claudia the Cardinale. Cardinale, correct. 
Yeah, it's got a killer cast. Henry Fonda, Jason Robards, Charles Bronson, Claudia uh, Cardinale. Fonda as a bad guy is amazing. Yep. So believable. You absolutely forget that it's Henry Fonda because oh, cool. he's such a jackass. Yeah. Right. I love you mentioned Robert Mitchum. I just want to give a shout out to him. Oh, he's my wonderful. dead boyfriend. He is. You like that thing in his chin? Oh yeah. Really? That, that butt Do chin. You, uh, oh yeah. Are you are you a fan of noir? Because I mean there's about yes. ten noir movies with him that are brilliant. Just wonderful. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. What's the comedy movie where he's in a in an island during World War Two with a bunch of uh school kids and a nun? <gasps> Oh yeah, Mister Something, Mister uh, Mister Something. Oh shit! I love that movie. Okay. Mm. Well, heaven knows, no, Mister. Heaven knows, Mister Something. Haley Steinfeld also, is the girl that was in um, uh, True Grit, True and Grit. she. You need to look up her music. It's she's That's, very talented. That scene where she's in uh, the banker or whoever the no, not the banker, the guy that runs the livery. And she's dickering for the horses and the mm -hmm. gun and the ponies and, and the saddle. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. So good. On the uh, Dances with Wolves, the best thing that ever came out of Dances with Wolves was the Seinfeld bit where Costanza shows up to the wrong movie because he's calling Kramer's movie phone. Oh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> you want to see Dances with Wolves. Why don't you just say what you want to see? <laughs> and, uh, John, since you asked, I do love a good Pinot Noir. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Ross, some days. Uh, heaven knows Mr. Allison. Mr. Allison. Kenny. And uh, there's a wonderful book I read five years ago or so, uh, a biography of Robert Mitchum called Baby, I Don't Care. It's very well written and very interesting. He, he got, surprising we would um, talk about him on 420, he was a Hollywood actor that got arrested uh -huh. for weed in, what, the 40s? Yep. And 40s. wasn't he also in World War II? I believe mm -hmm. he was a soldier. He was, yes. Don't you think after being in World War II, you should be able to get away with almost, I, I would say, right up to murder, and maybe even <laughs> well, murder? <laughs> it's like, okay, all right, you, can do anything. you fought for the country. <laughs> we'll pay um, for college, and it was World War II. You We're get to murder you, one yeah, person. One person. You just kill one person. <laughs> oh, just my one. gosh. Please choose wisely. You yeah. only get one. <laughs> And they try to arrest you, and you just appear up to court yeah. in court anyway, and you go, uh, this was my here's, free pass. This yeah, was my free my murder. Card. Here's my card. It'd be Everyone like go the, home. the subway card, Don. They'd yeah. probably punch it or put a sticker on it. Oh, like a subway <laughs> punch card? That would be yeah. one of the new scams, though. So you get your one free murder. How many mm -hmm. people would then just make a duplicate card? Yeah. You know, oh. <laughs> print another one off? Yeah, because of the stupid internet, right? <laughs> The internet's ruined uh, yeah. the world. But I, I have to uh, bl break that whole chain there. He he was not in the service in World War II, so no. Who are we counts. talking about? Oh, Robert, Robert Mitchum. Mitchum. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the reason why I like him so much is that he hated John Wayne. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and he would publicly just talk trash about him. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, he was like, he's a poser, he's a show-off, he's a piece of crap. And, yeah, he was just kind of very upfront about who he hated <laughs> and i thought that was very did they, funny did that come out after the movie they did together this was before the movie they sort of made up when they did the movie i believe i might have my facts wrong about that but john um, are you are you looking up that movie right now he also which one I'll look oh it no up. i'm not i'll look Sorry. it up
Go ahead, um, Don. He also um, said that he, they're like, how are you so magical on screen? And he's like, I don't, act, I just, I don't really act. I just read the lines. Like he's very nonchalant about it. And then yeah. he makes fun of people who get so serious about being actors. <laughs> he said so much crap. It's great. Like the Here's worst the, thing uh, that Robert, just look it up and you'll be like, wow, this guy had some balls. Or maybe he was just high all the time. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he was fired from a movie by John Wayne in 1955, yeah. uh, but then they they became very good friends. After mm, that, I think oh, maybe that's what the catalyst was. You know who I've fallen out of love with lately, Don, and I can't stand anything he's done is Errol Flynn. Oh, <laughs> to me, um, for some reason, and it just started. Everything he's doing, every movie he's in, he's just reciting lines, and sometimes really poor lines, oh. poor acting poorly. Oh yeah. Uh, and previously, I had been an Errol Flynn fan. Um, what changed your mind? Just like you really started to examine some of those pirate movies he did uh, were just awful. They were just poorly written and poorly acted, and you could tell he was just trying to earn some drinking money. Mm. Uh, and he did drink himself to death. He was oh. dead in his early 50s. Yeah. Oh, boy. And he knew he was going to drink himself to death. Uh, say, we've got to take just a little break because I want to tell you about uh, Minnesota's newest car club, the Mid-Minnesota Motorheads. They celebrate all kinds of cool cars, but like all of us, they love hot rods. Um, but even better than that, everything they do is in order to raise funds to support the Eagle's Healing Nest. That's in Sock Center, Minnesota. Quick, who's a famous author from Sock Center? Don, you know you've been Sinclair there. Sinclair Lewis. Thank you. They help uh, the Eagle's Healing Nest. They help veterans, service members, and their families that suffer from the invisible wounds of war. And Mid-Minnesota Motorheads, they're having three awesome events to support the Eagle's Healing Nest this summer. I found out I've been producing... Uh, excuse me, pronouncing. <laughs> pronouncing. Close oh, no. Oh, no. I've been pronouncing, pronouncing. the bar in Long Prairie wrong. I've oh. been saying Rhodes, like R-H-O-D-E-S. Mm -hmm. I like the way it's supposed to sound, Rhodes. Oh, As okay. Roadies, yeah. It's Roadies Midway Bar and Grill there in Long Prairie. Uh, the first one is May 7th, noon to 3. Plenty of fun, door prizes, gift certificates, the whole deal. Then coming in August, August 13, the cruise to the nest. And then September 3rd, the Gray Eagle Car Show at the Double R Saloon. You can check out Mid-Minnesota Motorheads on Facebook or go to eagleshealingnest.org. Again, eagleshealingnest.org. And we thank them for joining us on the Krabby Coffee Shop. Okay, uh, what were we going to do? Oh, 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 the Amazon list. Don, <laughs> yeah. do you happen to have that? Yes, I do. It's, um, and we certainly don't have to do all 41, but no. just the first few are really fun. Okay. Uh, the most hilarious Amazon reviews ever. It's never occurred to me <laughs> to do a fake review <laughs> just oh, for fun. They're the best. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then also people who legitimately are complaining about something. That's what all of these are poking fun of, basically, right. or right. people that complain about products and it's just so stupid. You're like, get a life. <laughs> yes. So the, the first one on this list is is a uh, 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 Bic for her medium ballpoint pen. So there are pens for women. <laughs> okay? That's so stupid. So this woman wrote, um, my husband 
has never allowed me to write. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way it starts. My husband has never allowed me to write as he doesn't want me touching men's pens. However, when I saw this product, I decided to buy it using my pocket money. And so far, it has been fabulous. Once I had learned to write... The feminine color and the grip size, which was more suited to my delicate little hands, has enabled me to vent thoughts about new recipe ideas, sewing, and gardening. My husband is less pleased with this product as he believes it will lead to more independence, and he hates the feminine tingling sensation, along with the visions of fairies and rainbows that he gets whenever he picks it up. That is absolutely brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh, Just because got... the whole concept of like, this pen is for a woman. Uh, what? Yeah. I've got to start. I'm going to start doing this now. I'm going to start reviewing products all the time. I think you should. Do you want to read the one, that, the second one about the Swiss Army Knife Giant? Yeah, Swiss Army Knife Giant. Received this knife as a gift for my 18th birthday. Wish I'd have known uh, what it was because as soon as I touched it, I grew a mustache and became a Navy SEAL. <laughs> Mom fainted, and my dad laughed and handed me a beer. I was born a girl. (laughs) Minus two stars because my breasts are really nice. (laughs) Okay. Um, This next one is a children's book, Um, and it is called... Where is baby's belly button? The cover does have a baby lifting, like it's a cartoon baby lifting up their shirt, and their belly button is... You've seen it. Yeah. Um, this book is completely misleading. The entire plot revolves around finding baby's belly button. The title makes this much clearer from the beginning. However, there's no mystery. There is no twist. Baby's belly button is right where it's supposed to be on baby's stomach, right where it clearly shows you it is on the cover of the book. This plot is a complete mess as a result of its reliance on the mystery of where the belly button is. Everything fails falls apart the second you realize that the belly button was in plain sight all along. There's no conflict, there's no character development, and there is scarcely any plot. (laughs) Whoever wrote this book must have a serious error in judgment because you would have to be an infant to not immediately understand where baby's belly button is. This is one of the worst pieces of literature I've ever read. (laughs) Did you show that? Please tell me you showed that review to MC. Oh, I haven't, but I will. Right, because he's a children's book author. He's He's writing 55 books right now. Jeez. Wow. wow. Is that crazy? Well, he's halfway through, but he just got all these assignments from different publishers. And then he's like, sure, I'll do those 12 books. And then he's like, sure, I'll do that new series. He just kept saying yes. And his deadline is like June something. And he just is methodical about like, I've got to write the book about the angry beaver tonight. You know, and he's just like... <laughs> That's. I can be a ghostwriter for that yeah. one if you want. <laughs> Tell us, <laughs> I, I, Tell us more. Few. Tell oh us more God, about that book. Bruce the Beaver. <laughs> he gets mad. He has temper problems. He eats his bed. It's really cute. <laughs> oh boy. Number four on the list: the blue Amazon Kindle waterproof case cover, protective bag pouch. So oh. basically, it's a plastic bag that seals up that you can put your stuff in um, to uh, protect it from being wet. Your Kindle, so you can read. 
Five-star review starts out, hoping it'd be crap, her Kindle would slip out and electrocute her. Uh, and then the paragraph, got this for the mother-in-law for bath time, hoping it would be crap, her Kindle would slip out and electrocute her. So far, this bloody thing is staying in one piece. Great for waterproof kindling, crap for murder. <laughs> Uh, and then I didn't read the banana slicer one. Is that one uh, good or not? I can't tell. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so this is a Hutzler 571 banana slicer. Just and to get... it slices your bananas into slices in one push, right? It does, but you don't peel the banana first, I don't think. Oh, you don't? I don't know. Maybe you do. Let's read. <laughs> what can I say about this 571 banana slicer that hasn't already been said about the wheel, penicillin, or the iPhone? This is one of the greatest inventions of all time. My husband and I would argue constantly over who had to cut the day's banana slices. It's one of those chores no one wants to do. You know, the old, I spent the entire day uh, rearing our children, maybe you can pitch in a little and cut the bananas. <laughs> and of course, you think I have the energy to slave over your damn bananas? I worked a 12 hour shift just to come home to this. These are the things that can destroy an entire relationship. They are, yeah. It got the got to the point where our children could sense the tension. The minute I heard our six year old girl in her bedroom reenacting our daily banana fight. <laughs> Barbie dolls. I knew we had to make a change. That's when I found the 751B banana slicer. Our marriage has never been healthier, and we've even incorporated it into our love making. Thanks, 571 banana slicer. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Oh God. Anyway, uh, there's uh, what uh, 39 more of those, right, or however right. many, and a lot of them are pretty funny. Um, but we want to move along because. For the past, uh, and get that Patton Oswald thing ready, uh, Ross. I have uh, got to admit, in the last few years, I've fallen out of love with Patton. Oh, uh, really? And, and I, I, I now hate him. Oh. And it's all for politics. Oh. And all for the wrong reasons. I, okay. I used to love. I, I love people when I don't know their politics, but once they start shooting their mouth off, I get irritated and can't stand them anymore. Yeah. And I it's had so forgotten. Boring. My yeah, yeah, you're right. It is, Just, and it's a stupid reason to get mad at people. Yeah. Um, and I listened to this piece this morning that you sent, and I realized. Oh my God, he's he is funny. I'm wrong. He is Pat, funny. Patent he's is very funny. Yeah. He's very very funny. Uh, and here's the clip that turned me around. Remember when you were a little kid, your friends would be out playing a game, some game where there was like fake boundaries. So they would say, "Okay, uh, the bike path over at the Scaffities is lava, and if you touch that, you're dead." But you weren't there when they started playing. Like you show up an hour later because you're going to the pool. You're like, "Hey guys, I'm going to go to the pool," and they say. Hey, don't touch the bike path, it's lava! And you gotta say, oh, I'm not, guys, I wasn't here when you did all that. I'm just going to the pool, it doesn't affect me. <laughs> That's pretty much how I treat the pot laws in this country. Kind of the same way, you know, just all... <laughs> Patton, you can't have that, it's illegal. Oh, I'm not, go ahead, I, I wasn't here when you did all that. Yeah, I know, okay, don't worry about it. That is hilarious. It is. Uh, and then there's a Tommy Chong bit, too. And we were going to do some stuff since it's 420. We were going to do the cliched thing um, and talk about weed. And uh, 
ironically, I forgot where we were going with this. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It's music-related. I didn't forget. That's Uh music-related. And you found a list of the ten most popular songs about weed, and at least half of these songs, I was surprised that they're about weed. I had no idea. And I was really, really disappointed uh, because Cypress Hill who, like every other song that Cypress Hill recorded in the 90s, was about weed. And I would have figured um, hits from the bong would have been in there. Or I want to get high, so high. (laughs) Uh, And these are classic uh, anthems for Uh the potheads. Well, you need to talk to Far Out Magazine, because that's who put together this list. (laughs) Let's start with that. The first one that I'm so surprised about, the Beatles. The Beatles, Gotta Get You Into My Life. John, did you know this? I did know that. I read it in an interview several years ago uh, where Paul McCartney said what it was about. So, yes, I, I was aware. Yeah. I, it's a love song to a, a girl that he's longing for that uh, he doesn't dare approach and he's too scared. <laughs> and it's it's it can't be about so, weed. That's what you believe. Huh? What's it say about it? Uh, it says here, according to Paul McCartney, this single is actually about an undying desire to get quite profoundly high. Quote, I'd been a rather straight working class lad, but when we started to get into pot, it seemed to me to be quite uplifting. Huh. And, pa- so. and Paul became quite a marijuana uh, advocate. Oh, uh, yes. In the 70s. Remember High, High, High by Wings? Yes. We're going to get high, high, high. Oh, is that right. what he was just trying to see? Was Kenny just trying to sing that? No, I was singing Cypress Hill. Oh, I had no idea. I was so screechy. I was like, what is yeah. this? That was, that was me being screechy. <laughs> We're going to get high, high, high. Number nine? Okay, or Number two. Uh, Rainy Day Women. Oh, right. Bob Dylan. Dylan. Number yeah. 12 and 35. Yeah, he pretty much tells it, uh, lays yeah. it all in the line, and there's no secrets in that yeah. one. Yeah. Would not feel so all alone. Everybody. Everybody. Right. 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 Um, And then uh, Free Up the Weed by Lee Scratch Perry. Don't know that one. Okay. Do you? Um, No, I don't. I I, I assumed you guys knew because you know everything about music, especially John. I know this one because uh, Dylan is a big fan of Lee Scratch Perry. Okay. I was very unfamiliar with Lee Scratch Perry, and he just died, incidentally, not too oh, long ago. Oh, really? Oh, wow. oh. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I did know it only because of that. Okay. Well, rest in peace, Scratch. Yeah. Right. Um, addicted, Amy Winehouse. I don't know that song, but uh, it, whenever you say Amy's name, I get sad. I know. Yeah. That was uh, an awful tragedy. Yeah. It's actually... Uh, 34 minutes and 56 seconds. Are you the song kidding me? No. Yeah, that's the running time. Holy moly. That's got to be a record. It's a very, uh, apparently, it's a deeply dark confessional from start to finish. Oh. Hmm. Well, now I know I'm not going to listen to it. Okay. (laughs) All right. We don't need to feel sad. We do that on our own. Um, that's what I always see, say about like see. watching, listening to sad songs. You should be my therapist. It's true. Like, I I get sad when I don't want to, and so I'm like, I don't want to purposely listen to sad things. Right. I listen to happy things because right. I don't know when the sadness is going to come. 
And right. then you can't get rid of it, and yeah. then, well, yeah, let's not go down that I, road. But. I tried watching two different series yesterday on um, Hulu and on Amazon, and both of them were so melancholy. I had to turn them off in the first 10 minutes. It's yeah. like, I'm not going to purposely put myself in this mood. Yes, thank yeah. you. Gosh. Yeah. Do we not have... watch 1883, Kenny. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. we, all right. Now I get it. All yeah. right. <laughs> um, okay, the Joker, Steve Miller Band. Yeah, That's everybody. Kind of, we know yeah. that. Midnight yeah. Joker, yeah. 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 Mm. Mm-hmm. You don't know how it feels, Tom Petty. Sure, yeah. sure. Love that song. You know what? Roll I didn't another know. number. Yeah, I didn't know. Really? Really? I probably just didn't listen enough. Did you ever meet him? Closer. Uh, no. Okay. I know Donna you... Valentine has. Okay. Yeah, he seems like he'd be fun, real yeah. laid-back, cool guy to hang with. The next one is pretty obvious as well. It's uh, Neil Young. Roll another number for the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everybody uh, after that song used that reference. Roll and let's let's roll a number. Yeah, we've got "Legalize It" by Peter Tosh. I know that song and I can't remember it. And wasn't that done in the early seventies, John? Uh, Mid seventies, maybe. Right? Yeah, yeah. seventy six. It says the okay. album of the yeah. same name. Legalize it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Yes, he was on the marijuana throughout the 70s and 80s <laughs> by being a member of Bob oh, Marley's oh, backing band, The Wailers. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. a reggae uh, artist on marijuana? I know. Um, <laughs> that renegade music. So I'm, you know what? I met Rita Marley. I just realized that right now. <gasps> really? Yeah. She huh. was playing at uh, the main room, First Ave, yeah. and for, for some reason I met and hung out with her. I bet it was because wow. of Gene. Gene uh, probably introduced us, my buddy, the promoter. Oh, Gene. Huh. Yep, Gene. We'll have him on someday. Oh, good. Um, the next one, number nine, You're a Viper by Fats Waller. Reefer uh, song. That's an old one, huh? Yeah. yeah. I don't know that that's got to be from the 50s. Yeah. You're Okay, Even so I don't have the printout, probably. unfortunately, for that one. Where is it? Oh, no, here we go. Um, 1943. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that one up. Oh, um, wow, wow. Okay. Ooh, here's more about it. The 1943 recording was a subtle critique of Harry Anslinger, the first head of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, yep. <laughs> who declared marijuana use by jazz musicians a federal offense. Right. A menace to society. So it, you're a viper. It's funny. I do know about Harry Anslinger. Um, but, yeah, just actually because I think I know too much about Billie Holiday. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, and he was one of the creeps. Uh, so that was so that brings us right down to the very last one, which is Sweet Leaf, Black Sabbath. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Black Sabbath, uh, probably the biggest weed song that's ever been. Uh, <coughs> the biggest weed song. Hold on a second. I've got I've got a cough. <coughs> for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.